Hello, good morning, and welcome. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. You know, it's actually, it's an interesting weekend for us because TD Ameritrade is, which was bought out about three years ago by Schwab. And it's taken that long to figure out how to, you know, push the button and transition. And so literally, you know, on, on, on Friday, we stop trading on one platform and we wake up to all the money in another. And you think, I, I do, I think about the technology behind all this and, and how amazing it is when you think about pushing a button and a trillion dollars here, a trillion dollars there. <laughs> Just poof, it goes over magically. And that is just a, this, this most astounding thing is how much money there is everywhere in people's accounts. Governments just print it and spend it like drunken sailors. It's stunning. And, and now, you know, we used to think, well, a billion was a lot of money. But JoJo and company want to spend trillions, waste trillions. Now, in their mind, they're not wasting it because they're not wasting it on buying votes, giving money to their donors that do climate change nonsense. Now, I say climate change nonsense because it doesn't require the government giving money at all. The technology is done by... Private companies. And when it is available, and like, like there's enough lithium in the world to power all automobiles with a charge that they could go, you know, whatever, 600 miles so they can get somewhere, then we're going to have electric cars. And the world will still be dirty, according to climate change people, because we'll need energy to actually run those batteries and race those cars down the road. That's going to be technology, and it's going to be private firms. Not the government. Not the government at all. But the stunning amount of money that there is. It's just, in spite of all of the stupid corruption that goes on in government, is... The world keeps going. And so there's great hope, in my mind, that technology is going to continue to solve our problems. And we keep rolling. Because in spite of really bad policy decisions, most certainly since Obama, I mean, horrible decisions, we've wasted so much money created so big a bureaucracy that it is really difficult to imagine if you if you set it up a few years ago and said what if we did all this you go oh my gosh there's no way the economy can work this that that those are horrible policies they will lead to more and more and more corruption 
more problems. Bigger government, which uh, we all we all know is terrible for everything, but particularly private companies that are trying to run at light speed. They're terrible. But we manage around all that. And that's that's the incredible part, isn't it? It's really quite amazing that the economy works in spite of incredibly bad decisions, like all the way. But we've gotten so far from thinking about free markets and capitalism and how amazing it is to wanting to go the way of Europe and manage the economy, which Europe is just one simple step short of communism, dictatorships. It, it really is. I, I'm not like saying that to be like, wow, that's just incredible. Europe's about to become a dictatorship. Well, it, in a way it is. I don't know how many generations it'll be, but if they don't turn the clock back, that's the direction they're going. And they are. <clears throat> because that's always the cycle. You don't, you, don't, you don't turn back. At least that's what I learned in government in like 12th grade, right? You just, there's never a turn. You, you have to go all the way back. The cycle continues to the right and it continues to the left until it blows up and you go back and figure out what you're going to be. Usually, you stay in dictatorship for ages. Ask Cuba how that works. And Cuba, Venezuela, it just goes on and on. We don't want to go that direction, and we've been working hard to go that direction. And in spite of it, corporations, the markets, work. Why? How? With all the punishing policies that we've had. And the answer is that the corporations are so well-equipped, generally speaking, that markets work. And since markets are a just this mechanism of creative destruction, companies come, companies go, new ones rise and rise and rise and rise and become the giants. And they become the drivers of the market. So it's not that all companies survive that kind of Horrific environment. And I think in the second hour today, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It's, you know, it's, it's something to think about is, to, is what you don't want to own, not just what you want to own. Like, I want to own Apple, okay? What don't I want to own, right? What I don't want to own is an important question, I think. You know, in the market, you own all of it, right? You own the whole market. The good, the bad, the ugly. But the companies that are these amazing drivers of innovation, profits, cash flow, all that stuff, 
are few. They're really very few. And there's lots and lots and lots of really mediocre companies. I mean, they may be the best at mm, oil. But it's really not genius stuff to drill for oil. You know, like, uh, I am the CEO of Exxon. And we're going to drill oil wells all around the world. Okay. That's not really innovative or anything like that, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're good at drilling for oil. But I'm talking about the Googles, the Apples, the Facebooks, all those stuff that, that are just, wow. God, are they ever creative. And all the ones that are coming up. You know, a Spotify, for example, that just like just killing it. Just killing it out there. In what? Basically kind of sort of taking over radio, right? With podcasts. I mean, who thought that? You know, you think about that and it's like this is an old technology, but what they're doing is something completely different within it. I know it's a music platform. I got it. But what is different about them than all the rest are podcasts. Okay? Podcasts. Everybody pays licensing fees to listen to music. But not everybody has Joe Rogan and others. And people seem to be very interested in that. So even old industries have these up-and-comers that are different. They do something different. They don't just do something the same, like drill for oil. They're doing something different. And that's the creative companies that are doing great. And I'm not cer certainly not saying you, you should go buy the stock. I'm just saying it's, it's an example of a company that out of nowhere comes up. He's like, well, what do you do? Music. No, 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 no. We do it different. We do music and, and we do thought. We do thinking. It's different. Different. Even in the sameness that that is. Most companies aren't. And it's really one of those things that you're just trying to find those companies, those few, that are the future drivers of innovation, technology, all this stuff. It's crazy. All right, all right. I, I got to take a quick break. And when we come back, give us a call. 580-KIDO. We'll, we'll be right back. Hello, good morning, and once again, thank you very much. I, I, you know, it's really weird. I, I didn't know even know that Jimmy Buffett was sick, and then, boom, he's gone. I mean, it was, I think it was two years ago I saw him play here at the uh, – I, I still call it Taco Bell Arena, but I, I can't remember. It's a gas station now or something, Mile High or Arena. And it was packed. It really was. It was a busy thing. So I thought he was still out touring, but there you go. Life rolls on, most certainly. So anyway, that's a, it's, it was interesting. It, interesting to me. I was just shocked. 76 years old, pretty young guy. You know, I, I, I talked about this, the podcast touched on it, and I'm going to talk some more in the next hour about this, but we're going to change it up. We're going to try something new here. 
so Jennifer Stone and I were talking about the program. You know, she comes in, substitutes probably, every, you know, I don't know, five times a year or six times a year. And instead of live programs, and this is kind of the call all the time, we're finding that a lot of people listen to the podcast. We've got like over 40,000 people listen to the podcast, have listened to the podcast. And we're thinking, why not maybe do programs that are that way? So they're like geared that way. And then come in and talk and take questions other times because we have less callers than we used to. So it's all a guess, but we're thinking of trying that here in a couple of weeks and then going to more of a podcast a live show, podcast, live, you know, and, and, and see what works best. So anyway, your thoughts on it, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll be back after Fox News. Good morning. Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining us. And our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. Now, I mentioned this briefly in the last hour, but what... I think we're going to, we are going to do this. We're going to try it anyway. We're going to be um, here live most of the time, but not all of the time. And then we're going to podcast some other ones because it's been, we've been finding that we're getting fewer calls and more listeners via podcast. So why not podcast it? Meaning, We'll just talk about stuff for the couple of hours and play it on Saturday. And uh, it'll be up to date. We're going to do it every week. It's not like we're not, it's just like doing the radio show and on a Friday morning and putting it out Saturday type of thing. We're still going to be here. And those weeks will be hopefully taking lots of calls. So we want to answer your questions. And that's kind of this push today to say, I'm here. It's a great idea to give us a call at 580-5436-580-KIDO or shoot an email. And then also emails that come in at any time, we'll go ahead and add those to the podcast as well. Either way. But as far as live calls, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, I am, like I said, here today. You know, it was it's such an amazing community. I was thinking about this uh, as I'm driving in and seeing the balloons, right, uh, again, com coming up. And last weekend was the Boise Open, just last weekend. And during that weekend, we also had an air show with like 150,000 people over three days showed up. A crazy number. So, and the best seat in the house was actually the back nine at the Boise Open. It was incredible, incredible to see those pilots and to feel the roar as they went over. It was incredible, absolutely amazing. And if you didn't like either of those two events or the concert that was going on, you could go out to the fairgrounds. Amazing. A lot going on. And here now this week, we've got the Balloon Festival. It's amazing. 
what a vibrant community we have. It's just, it, 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 we take it for granted, right? I mean, how many, well, I don't know what we'll do today. Should we go to the air show? Should we go to the professional golf tournament? <laughs> it's, it's just amazing, amazing stuff. So um, it, it, I guess growing and having a vibrant community is not all on the downside, right? Traffic comes with it, but it's an amazing community. Amazing. All right, back to finances. This past week did a Zoom meeting, right? That's By the way, that's out there on YouTube if you want, uh, if you have... Uh, if you haven't seen it, and of course, many of you who are listeners haven't seen it, but our, our clients are invited to join us, and many do, periodically when we do these Zoom meetings, and then we record them and put them out on YouTube. But this week was interesting because it had been a while. You know, the markets are kind of dull and not much going on. It's just kind of been going, you know, nice recovery this year. Dull in a good way. And I just thought it was time to kind of talk about some things because people still are gnashing their teeth and pick, pulling their hair out, talking about, you know, digital currencies and all these other things. And, and so we did this meeting about what we're not worried about. And, and, and that, of course, includes digital currencies. I, I'm not worried about it. Why, why would we worry about it? We're already digital, right? And, but, but most of it wasn't just about what we're really not worried about. Because these things I don't worry about. And, and we spent the rest of the time talking about not trying to time the market and, and not doing silly things like that. Because you don't have to. It's a silly game that people play because you think about it all day long on CNBC, and I mean all day, every time. Well, we got the analyst from J.P. Morgan. We got this person from uh, Goldman Sachs. We got this person over here from Merrill Lynch. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on all day long. And the only one that they would interview all day long if they could that doesn't, isn't asked what their market outlook is, is Warren Buffett. Every other one is, well, what do you think about the market? What do you think about the market? What do you think about interest rates? What do you think about tech stocks now? What do you think about the FANG stocks? What do you think about the future? And it just goes on and on. And on and on all day long. And here's the stunning fact. 51% of the time, they're wrong. Literally. If it's, I know. It's, it sounds like a made-up number, 51%, because it's like <laughs> yeah, they're, they're wrong more than half the time. I get it. Uh-huh. It's true. But what is the question when the next person gets up? What do you think about the market? And we act like this is some kind of a a an important thing, what the market's going to do. So we try to predict something that's unpredictable because it's the future. And in fact, all the million-dollar-plus salaries on Wall Street 
get it wrong more than they get it right. So why ask? Honestly. Blindfolded monkeys get it right more. Also known as a coin flip. This is what we do all day long. It's just it's the most amazing thing to me. Why would I listen all day long to predictions about the future that are wrong more than they're right? I, I really don't know why I would do that. I honestly don't understand why one human being would watch that. But they got a whole, whole bunch of highly paid people. So apparently their ratings are not zero. Stunning to me. Oh, yeah. Well, so Wall Street thinks, then don't act on that. It doesn't mean you go to the opposite. That'd be crazy, too. Just because everybody's leaning to the right side of the ship doesn't mean you ought to be on the left, but you ought to look. It doesn't mean you should be on the right or the left. Pay attention. You see, the thing is, is it, 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 what we were talking about is that we don't have to predict, and we don't. The greatest investor of our lifetime doesn't predict the market ever, has never had a market outlook, and never will. Warren Buffett said that at his last big annual meeting in Omaha. I mean, now, now think about that. So, so the greatest investor of our time does not have a market outlook. The greatest investor of your lifetime does not have a market outlook and never will. Never has, never will. Well, how can, how can you invest that way if you don't, like, you know, try to figure out where interest rates are going? Where, I mean, and, and, and they're what the Fed's going to do. What are you going to do if you're not trying to predict what S&P earnings are going to be? What the P.E. ratio is? Times that, and that equals what the market should do, except it doesn't do that. But we should do that because it makes us analytical and smart, I think. Isn't it, isn't it a kind of a... Am I the only person that thought that that was really like this incredible statement from Warren Buffett? I don't think I don't think so. I think it's it's like just something we need to learn over time. Understand yesterday, today and tomorrow. We need to know this and stop doing it. Stop listening to people who are predicting things. Because almost always they're wrong, especially the doomsday Oh, digital currency. Take us down by gold, by gold, by gold. Buy an equity index to know it. That won't work. Because I get 10% commission. Yeah, that's it. Do that. Because the world is ending. You never take risk. Warren Buffett said this. Crazy stuff. You don't want to pay those fees. No, I, but I want to pay a 10% commission to you and to something I can't get out of. It's nuts. Scaring people works. It does. It really does. It works in 
selling everything. Optimism is a hard sell. But it works. It's like I've said many times. I mean, all this stuff over here, gold, equity indexed annuities, all this stuff. Oh, it's so scary a world. I don't know what to do. It's so abundant. It's frightening. It's all going to be taken away. I've never been richer. The world's never been richer. The world's never been more amazing than it is right now. But it's all bad all the time. And it's all about to go away. That's really the what they've been saying for my entire 40 years I've been in this industry. It's all about to end. But it never has. But they still get lots of airtime. It's it's easy to sound smart when you're negative. When you're a pessimist. Well, I'm not pessimist. No, 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 no. I'm pragmatic. I I get it. Okay. Nobody wants to be a pessimist, but you're pragmatically negative all the time. All the time. Because it sounds really smart. It really does sound smarter than saying it's going to be okay. When you, you toss out a bunch of terms, currency this, digital schmidgital, that, deficit, draw hockey sticks, de- deficits to GDP, never been there before. It's all over. Go back to the gold standard. I don't know what that means. I don't know. But God, it sounds smart. So buy gold. If only we'd go to the gold standard, it would be what? I don't know. I don't know. We've done both, by the way, in our country. We've switched back and forth. I don't know. But it's always sounds really smart, doesn't it, when we just toss out all these terms and we worry about it, you know, the new global currency that's going to be any day now that the most crooked, awful, evil, flat-out evil countries are going to get together and they're going to have a new digital currency and the world's going to go, hmm, we don't want the American dollar anymore. No way. We want the the evil currency. What are they going to be? Like, maybe it'll have a picture of the devil on it. I, I don't know what it'll be. But, 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 but we worry about these things endlessly, right? Fine. Worry about them. But what I know is that that has never worked. Like, never worked. What has always worked are the markets. The creative destruction that the markets are. The General Motors and Ford that don't do anything. I mean, they don't do anything. They just, like, sit there for 50 years and don't do anything. They're, like, horrible companies to own. But they don't go out of business either. But then a Tesla comes along. Takes all their business away. Or a Toyota or whoever, right? Around the world. They try to reinvent themselves, but they don't. And so people move on. And then some who kind of hang on, try to find new life, like an, after being dominant, like IBM. 
Microsoft that kind of fades away and then reinvents itself, gets a new CEO, dumps Gates and then his buddy, and they find a new path. Others just go away. Enron, WorldCom, boom, blow up, gone. Yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Are you? Because the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, full of the WorldComs and Enrons and mediocre companies, has gone up 10% a year in spite of debt to GDP and digital smidgetal currencies and all the other things that we really should be worried about because we're supposed to be worried about those things. It always works. Always. But then we literally kind of come, come to this, and I had this conversation, a very dear friend, I mean, really, really close friend, passed away last year, and too young. And her son just can't wrap his mind around the idea of long-term. And it's not, I'm not picking on him at all. I'm saying, by not being able to do that, it represents what most people can't do. It's difficult to see a chaotic world. Always has been, by the way. This is not new. A chaotic world. And therefore, also, in the short term, volatile markets, sometimes up a lot, sometimes down, down even a lot, sometimes. And, 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 and understand that this is normal. And through all of that, you average 10%. Because I know, I know, I live right now. What I see is right now. What I feel, what I worry about is now, and actually not now because it's things I worry about are in the future and may not even come to pass, right? But we don't worry about the past. We, we completely shove it aside. Like, oh yeah, uh, it was no big deal. We got through in interest rates at 21% in the 1980s. Yeah, we got through Jimmy Carter and Richard Nixon and really great politicians like that. We got through that. Yeah, I know. But now, now it's so different. And in many ways, it is different, right? The Republicans are trying very, very hard to make sure they don't lose, they, they don't win the White House again. Great article in the Wall Street Journal this week about the stupid party and the evil party. And one of the parties is going to figure out who not to run. And then they win. And it'll be the evil party. 
I'm really afraid that the stupid party, Republicans, will pick Trump and we will lose. Because we, he's lost three elections in a row. Why would this be different? It won't be. It won't be. But the evil party won't. They will not. JoJo's not going to run. I just can't believe they're going to put that guy up. He'll just disappear some way. I agree with the article. I thought it was great. And the reason I mentioned it is it was just this past week. Go get it. Go read it. It was incredibly well done. Incredibly well done. So I get, I get that this is real and different. It is different. But it's the same, too, that we worry about these things. And again, even if Trump runs, so Republicans get wiped out, and they will. It'll be over as soon as he gets inaugurated. Or not inaugurated, it'll be, we won't win if he's nominated as a Republican nominee. So we lose. And that will be the next big, giant worry. And it should be. We should worry about those things. But what does that have to do with how many iPhones Apple will sell next quarter? We should worry about our country. We should worry about our freedom. And we should worry in the long run about these corrosive policies. But in the short run, it's not. It's not. This works. So what we're not worried about are all these things. When it comes to finances and money. We're not worried about all those things. I worry for my country, for my kids. Yes, I do. But I don't worry about the markets regarding that. That's it. We can't. And all the evidence says don't. All of it. And I know there's a comma, but. Yeah, but. In all of your minds. I know we can't help it, but we can. We can't help that. But we can stop from acting on that. Don't, don't, don't go. Turn the TV off. Don't, don't, don't listen all day long to negative, bad messages, wrong messages. It, it is, doesn't help your worries. And it's not a left or a right statement. It's a statement of what the news is and what the news cycle is. We need time to decompress and to stop and recognize all the amazing blessings in our life. All of them. How abundant we are. How healthy we are. How long we live. We don't worry about eating at all. Of staying warm at all. We don't. We, 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 we may worry about how we're going to pay for a car repair. But we don't worry about food. 
everybody who wants a roof over their head has one in this country. Well, what about the homeless? I know. They'd have them too. They can go to the Boise Rescue Mission every day. There's always a bed. There's always a roof. Always. Everyone. It's an amazing abundance we have. And with technology leapfrogging itself all the time, it's just getting more and more and more and more abundant. Two things. Two separate things. We take the chaos of the world, our fears and everything, and put them on economic things like the market. Natural. But it doesn't help. And all those negative messages don't help. They hurt. They hurt. They hurt our ability to do what's right economically. All right, I'm so far over. And uh, you know what? It's 580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. Give us a call. Shoot us an email. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you again for joining us. 580-5436 is our number, 580-KIDO. Also, if you prefer email, it's dave at petsofinancial.net. Terry, how you doing today? Good morning, David. Good morning. Hey, on your new idea for the program, I just want you to know we're grateful for the time that you give your adoring public already. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, you, you you do whatever you do. We'll 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 just carry on with what we got. I I I appreciate that. You know, it, it's we're gonna try it. I just we're really trying to answer the need, if you will, right? I mean, just to say, you know, there's some there are some things that we can do, podcast wise, that are more difficult to do actually in the studio. You know, we can actually come come back and and uh, uh, you know edit something if we feel like we want to. Right, um, this pre-recorded message. Yeah, exactly, right. exactly. You know, I, I like live, and I, it's not going to go away in my mind, but I, I like live. I like the mistakes that happen. I like the mic drops, whatever it is you want to say. I like that. I, I, it's not, it doesn't make me nervous. It's more unnerving to have a, a script to read, right? Because you, right. you think you've got to do it perfect. So well, I, I, yeah. I listen to a lot of uh, Dennis Prager, and he says, be grateful. So do whatever makes you the most happy. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think it's going to be. All right. Well, we'll see what we're going to see how it goes. That's all. We, we, it cool. was actually, you can blame Jennifer. It was her idea. Okay. Yeah. We, can, we do that anyway, don't we? Yeah, I, I try wrong? to whenever I can. It's my, my, <laughs> why not put it off on her? Yeah. It, it, anyway, earlier you were ta- when you were talking to young Mr. Miller. Yes. You were talking about the BRICS dollar or mm-hmm. evil currency or criminal country or whatnot. And I just, it popped into my pea brain that uh, yeah, our profligate, disingenuous, self-serving clowns back in D.C. are not criminal. The Biden family, you know, yep. crime family. And Agreed. I know. I we're, know. Su- we're supposed to have equal justice and uh, a rule of law. And we if are. we work in that great but right now we're not so. no we're not and and we do have a rule of law it's just not happening right now and I, I i get that and it's um 
I don't know if all of this is intentional to target Trump so he gets more support. It just weirdly, <laughs> every indictment he gets, his polling numbers go up. Well, yeah, have you got your your coffee cup with his mugshot on it? Yet? Right. I well, I exactly right. That that goes up. I mean, that was well thought out and it was uh, smart politically for him. It was really good. Um, he's, let's he's do just it. Sitting back cackling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 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 raking <laughs> in the money to run again. And yep. it's just to me, it's a really ridiculous. Uh, but but what we're doing is falling into the hands of the Democrats. They obviously want him to run. They want him to be their foe in the general election because they win. They know they win. And so, is this <laughs> is the Justice Department unjust for because they just are, or are they unjust so they will win? Will the evil party win? Because yeah. they have targeted somebody uh, who they want to be the the nominee. I don't know. Yeah, you, you, you never politicize the Justice Department. I'm sorry. The fumbling bunch of or pardon me, the FBI. Yeah. Used to be trusted. Yep. But uh, but they're not anymore. So, and and you you've been talking about digital currencies and such. I just came across the headline on my. My most favorite news source this morning, uh, uh, Fed's new CBCD hacked just six days after its launch. Mm -hmm. So the FedCoin testbed was hacked in six days. Incredible. These guys guys don't get it. We don't get it. It's just if bigger government just had more money, it would all work better. And that's the dead opposite of the truth. Yeah. When they're creating it out of thin air. But then again, we're going back to the disingenuous, self-serving clowns back in D.C. doing things well. I'm sorry. No, they don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's true. All right, Terry. You're anyway, absolutely right. Ahead, sir. You, you, have, you have a great rest of the day. Thanks for the call. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Let's run to Warren. Warren. Okay. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. I hope you're doing well this morning. I got a quick, easy question, I think, for you. Fire away. Uh, I read something on the Internet by a fellow by the name of Tika Tiwari, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I'm not sure. Okay. But he's telling this, uh, and it's a prop to buy gold and silver, I think is what it is. But anyway, he's saying the United States dollar will be digitized starting sometime after September the 20th. Have you ever heard such stuff, or what's your take on that, Dave? Uh, so, t- number one, I don't worry about the digital currency. Um, I, I, of course, I worry about uh, everything the government does, okay, I, I, and, and tracks you and all those things, and those things are going to be more trackable. But already, uh, 80 or 90 percent of all transactions, I, 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 you know, I, it was interesting last night, so we went out to dinner with some friends, and... Um, he puts down a $50 bill. And I'm thinking, 50 bucks? Who, who doesn't use a credit card? Right? <laughs> it's just, it's unusual is what I'm saying. People don't. Everything's digital. Uh, you pay your bills online. You, um, you, you use credit cards. Every, you can't get on an airplane without get, having a ticket that you purchase digitally. You don't use cash. And so we're already digital. So the idea that we're not is does it just doesn't bother me, and I don't I think it's another way to sell gold. So I don't worry about that. Uh, to be very frank, Warren, I, I just don't. I don't think it's something to worry about. It, 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 as far as the markets go, as far as my life goes, um, I guess I won't be able to cheat on my taxes as easily. 
without cash if you're talking about paying somebody with cash. But the, most of the time, if it was worth cheating on, you wouldn't be using cash. You'd write a check. And I, I, I guess I just don't. I just don't worry about it. So um, that, that's, that's I, I think the only thing that matters is that uh, uh, people can't uh, hide their transactions. And I don't see it being a big problem. I know that people are making the case for that. And that's why we did our Zoom meeting of things I'm not worried about. And that's one of the things we talked about. I'm not worried about digital currency. So the American dollar is just as strong as it's ever been. And <clears throat> you don't see anything changing that. Uh, it's just as weak as it's ever been. Honestly, okay, I, don't, I don't think it's strong. I, I, I think it's very weak. We, we spend too much money. We're, we're, uh, do, we worry about the wrong things. Uh, I, I, I see we have uh, apparently 22 d different genders being taught in, in college in, at the University of Idaho. Um, I, I, I see weird things like that and, and that undermines all of America and the strength of America. We have a uh -huh. military that worries about um, how you're supposed to talk to each other rather than spending time figuring out how to kill the bad guys. This is a weird world we're in right now, Warren. I worry about all of it, okay? But when it comes to the economics of it, or digital currency is the reason why, uh, no. And there is no country stronger than the U.S., even in spite of all that. That's the thing. There is a global currency that is the U.S. dollar. Why? Because the U.S. dollar is the strongest, most trusted thing. And a bunch of criminal nations getting together, it, it does not worry me that they, oh, wow, good. I, you know, I'm going to go buy wh whatever Russia and China and Iran come up with. Are you kidding me? Who's going to do that? Nobody will. Oh, I want to trade in the Russian, you know, whatever currency that they make up. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to trade where it's strongest. Do, it, and right now, nothing is close to America in strength and solvency. And that's the reason why I, I just don't worry about it today. Doesn't mean we won't worry tomorrow. And do I worry I about that. all the social problems and all the weakness? Of course I do. I understand. Well, thank you for your take, Dave. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you, Warren. Thanks for the call. Have a All good day. Bye-bye. Right. Bye now. And our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetzoFinancial.net. we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. You know, I, I should have asked this. Uh, so, Bo, if, uh, if I need to take one more break before the end, um, let me know, because I think I'm done till the end. Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, sorry about that, folks. That's uh, that's the problem with being live and not being sure of it. So I'm I'm good. All right, so that means give us a call, shoot us an email. It's Dave at petsofinancial.net. It's five eight zero five four three six five eight zero KIDO because we have plenty of time to take your calls. Okay. All right, so here's uh, Fred. I have wondered about this for some time. When results of the market are measured, are they measured on the basis? of the current value of money. In other words, inflation, right? Okay. If so, shouldn't the market appear to be growing when inflation occurs, even though it might be staying steady or perhaps shrinking in terms of the purchasing power of the value invested? Same question for dividends. And the answer is really multifaceted. And we always talk about after inflation over the years and, and as well. Okay. And, and you've probably heard me say this uh, if you've listened to the show at all, you've heard me say the dividends of the S&P 500 are, have grown faster than at three times the rate of inflation for the past 70 years. Three times the rate of inflation. Okay? So averaging about 3% on inflation, 9% average 
increase in dividends over that time. Pretty amazing. Stunning, really, and what it does. But all things are reported in both ways, okay? So generally what you do is you would say, okay, so the average return over time for gold has been basically zero, okay? But it's it has been negative for the past 40 years that I have been in the investment business, okay? It's been literally a negative return after inflation. But if we look back like for 200 years, you see a $10,000 investment in gold, okay, is worth $26,000, roughly the rate of inflation. That's roughly what it is for 200 years. Bonds, 10,000 has grown to 8 million. Now, after inflation, that's not 8 million. I get it, right? But it's better than 26,000. So we do report on a gross basis. Oh, by the way, just, just an FYI, okay? It's over $5 billion in stocks. Billion. Billion dollars. One $10,000 investment. Yeah, we ought to buy gold. Because, you know, I, no, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I, I don't. I don't understand it. It's but it holds its purchasing power. Okay. But but honestly, I'd, I'd rather have five billion than twenty six thousand dollars. One doesn't do after inflation, and the other one does. It, it no. No. Okay. So back to the question, Fred. Okay. When you're looking at it, everything comes out as a gross return. But I will tell you, over our lifetimes, inflation has averaged 3%. So the after-inflation return for stocks is 7 For bonds is just barely above 0 And it's 0 for gold. Zero. Maybe maybe slightly negative. Okay, I, I they I, I get the question, but we got to get away from this idea that there's somehow because I hear this enough to know that there's some kind of garbage out there on the internet, you know, and some you know whatever YouTube videos, whatever it is, that it, people are talking about it as if oh the market's just inflated because of inflation. It's not real. Okay, but the cash isn't. Or is? I, I don't get it. I don't get the comparison. So if one return is eight, $5 billion or whatever, and one is like 26000 how is it that the 26000 is thought of as a better deal? Like more real or something? Because inflation is still real on it. And so being care, be careful with... I, I, well, I never watch them. I, I, can't, I can't. It's, it's financial pornography it's not it's worse it's just garbage it's wrong it makes people think wrong it makes them all scared of things that they shouldn't be scared or worried about so nothing i can do about it i can't make them go away any more than i could 40 years ago when howard ruff was around and he was on tv all the time writing books all the time about the coming doom and gloom 
And yet, if investors followed his advice, they would have lost 92% of their money. Well, many did. He was never right. Always doomsday. Always buy gold. It's the end of the world. Always. He got rich. And if you followed his advice, you got poor. It's just sad. It's so sad. It really is. That people go and go and go and go in this. And there's so many alternatives. I was just talking with a couple this past week. And um, they have had a history of being really quite worried about things. I mean, really worried. To the point of getting in and out of the markets and stuff, right? Well, they had gone to a dinner seminar. Yeah, you're right. They were pitching an equity indexed annuity. Bing, bing, bing. Well, the good news is that for them, they just had a feeling that they at least ought to come in before putting all their money in this one single thing. And so we talked. And, and, and they found great peace with the idea that you could hedge a little bit. You mean you could protect some of my downside? Yeah. You can protect it all and not be trapped in an equity index annuity for the next 10 years. You can, tra- you can do it all. And they're exchange-traded funds. They're, they're, they, they trade every single day. You can say, I, I'm kind of worried about the market right now. I don't want to get out, but, I, but I'm kind of worried. Okay, well, how, how big a buffer on the downside do you want? 10%? 15%? 30 All of it? All of it. Uh, why? It's, then you're saying it's going away, but this other thing won't go away. That's crazy, right? It's not going to go away. If it, if it goes away, why worry about it? Everything's gone, right? So it's really great if you out there now for people that want different things. And with interest rates going up, it's become even better on the protection side of things. Much better. That's cool. I mean, it is. As long as you understand there's always a cost, whether it's you lose the dividends, you lose some of the upside, there's always cost in everything. But you don't have to have it tied up for 10 years, and you don't pay some clown 10% commission either. That's a lot. And an insurance company, a massive profit as well. All right, we got to go. We're done. We're just about done. I want to thank you all. And we will be back live next week. We will. And Fred, thanks for the email. I appreciate it. And we look forward to hearing your questions then. Thank you. Have a great weekend.